podcast covering the goings on of the longest running speedway club in the sport in the world famous 13 time league champions the bell uaces but before we get to the main meat of this episode we will quickly take a look back at what happened in the remaining fixtures in the regular season and it saw the aces finishing off with two big wins out of three as they faced the kingsland stars and ran out 57 to 27 winners at the national speedway stadium the sides then renewed acquaintances down at saddlebow road or the asian flux arena and saw the stars just getting the better of the aces with a 46 to 44 victory with bellevue rounding off the regular season with a mammoth 61 to 29 points win over the imploding leicester lions so we now come to the, I say, exciting part of the season. I'm not, have been or ever will be a fan of the playoffs. But with that said, uh, we are, as I say, at the end of the season and for the end of season playoffs. And Bellevue, for the second year running, will face the Ipswich Witches. And has the top seed in Bellevue, if you prefer to use that term seed, uh, with the Ipswich Witches, who finished fourth. So let's take a little look of the little record between the two sides. So this season has seen the two clubs meeting home and away twice with the Aces having a pretty much whitewashing the Witches in fairness, uh, starting off with a 49-41 to 41 victory down at Foxhall. That was followed with a 55-35 to 35 win tone, while the second lot of fixtures produced a very narrow escape for Bellevue as they took a 46 to 44 victory down in East Anglia, with the return fixture being a bit more comfortable, but only just, with a 49 to 41 victory. Bellevue are unbeaten 
in their last seven meetings with the Suffolk side, be it the league or the playoffs, with Ipswich's last win over Bellevue coming in 2022, back on the 14th of July, where the Witches took a 50-40 win. Ipswich, though, have yet to ever win at Bellevue since they made the trip from the Dog Stadium to the National Speedway Stadium, as Ipswich's best score has been a 47-43 loss. That was their first trip up to Manchester at the new building. And their worst performance came last year when they lost 60-30. So, a little rundown of Ipswich this year. So, if you can remember as far back as the start of the year, it did see the Suffolk side being particularly the odds-on favourites to win the league this year mainly due to the fact that they're spearheaded by, of course, Emil Seyfudnoff and Jason Doyle, plus with the likes of Danny King, Eric Riss, they were expected to do a lot more than they have this season. Uh, but just luck and injuries have kind of set their season back a whole lot. Especially with Riss, who missed quite a lot uh, through with a mysterious illness. Um, so he's he hasn't found his form fully, um, but I think this year's more try and get through this year and then come back better next year. Um, but he could be a key man in this semi-final. More on that later. So, if we have a little look at where Ipswich kind of came back into the season, now I suppose you have to look, really, ironically in a way, uh, was the two meeting against Bellevue, where it saw, following those two defeats against the Aces, the upward turn in the Suffolk side fortunes as they went on a mazy run that saw them winning seven out of the next eight meetings and saw them looking to put a run together coming to the end of the season. Come early August though, it did pretty much like Ipswich were done for the year, especially when you had the likes of Sheffield, who haven't didn't really set the world alight, uh, but they were very solid. Um, but then, of course, they lost Jack Holder, and then brought in Ty Woffington. So they definitely strengthened their seat, their squad at least. Uh, Wolves were kind of just went about their business, really. They didn't make any changes, same as Bellevue. Um, 
but they did have like a fair few home meetings to play with. So they did kind of have that in their back pocket. Um, but Ipswich, though, didn't really have much going for them heading towards the end of the season. Um, I mean, they, they didn't make any changes themselves. Um, the only thing was, once Riss came back, they then seemed to have the 1-7 to seven finally in place, and they looked to make a run. Um, but then, kind of, they picked, started to just eke out wins. The I think, without doubt, the biggest, most vital win in the back end of the season was that win uh, down at Leicester, where they won 51-39. Um, but a lot of Ipswich's kind of qualification, I feel, while they do deserve to get there on merit, especially having to pick up wins away from home, which is very difficult. Um, I think, in all fairness, there they have capitalised on Leicester's complete and utter implosion. Um, I mean, you had the Nick Morris kind of being a band, which didn't help the cause. Um, Leicester seemed to be in a really strong position. Uh, were actually still fighting for the top spot had results gone their way. Um, but then they made some bizarre team changes that really didn't need to be done. Um, and it just altered the team balance completely. Um, and I think, as quite a few predicted, um, it upset kind of the team balance. Uh, riders that came in didn't perform. And there was just a lot of... I'm, plus you had the thing with the club going up for sale there was, there was just a lot going wrong at Leicester towards the second half of the season um, which as I said it's which very did very well to capitalise on um, and kind of Leicester's misery was Ipswich's gain as we headed towards the back end of the season. Um, but despite Ipswich doing all that they could do, it was still really in the hands of Leicester. Um, the final, I say the final, it was pretty much the final meeting of the season. As they travelled to Peterborough, um, Ipswich needing... Panthers to kind of hold them to, I think it was 35 points that Leicester needed to qualify. Um, and early doors, you knew that was not going to be on the cards. Uh, Peterborough were dominant, um, especially with the head team changes later on as well. Um, if they'd made them a bit sooner, we, you know, it could be a different playoff picture. 
Um, but as we know, it came down to that thrilling final heat where Leicester needed a 4-2 to at least take it to a super heat. Um, well, for the bonus point, which was really all they could play for in that meeting. Um, but a 5-1 to the Panthers killed off any hopes that Leicester had of making the playoffs this year. And I don't... I think Chris Louie may have been a bit happy uh, with Peterborough that day uh, as he was like a Cheshire cat following that race win, uh, obviously, because it meant that his side had qualified for the playoffs this year. As I said, Ipswich's back end to this season has... They have almost come into form at the most perfect time. And the fact that they are red hot at the moment is a very dangerous uh, situation for Bellevue in terms of wanting to try and defend their league title. Uh, as Ipswich will still be on cloud nine following their recent knockout cup win over the Sheffield Tigers this past week. Um, plus with that momentum and kind of like the back end of the season, um, everything does seem to be going for Ipswich at the right time for them. Um, but for Bellevue, it's... It's been patchy, um, but kind of not of their doing. So, taking a look at the recent wins, or the recent scores for, for Ipswich, or scoring charts, I should say, um, you've had Emil Seyfudenhoff scoring double points, uh, Jason Doyle, Picking up a paid maximum uh, in one of the two last meetings. Uh, you've got Dan Hume, who has moved into the main body of the team, or he has for the matches I've seen, and kind of scored lowish points, but they are still vital points. Any point is vital. Uh, Danny King has scored solidly as you would expect from a, a veteran in the in the sport uh, Eric Race underscoring I suppose you could say but it's kind of, it's almost suited in a way um, that he I think a few have seen his scores of late and I mean I've kind of said that myself uh, of the fact that he hasn't hit the heights of, say, past seasons, obviously due to his illness has kind of caused that. Um, but I do feel he could be a very key factor in this two semi-finals. Um, plus, another one, an underrated rider, I feel, in Keenan Roo. Um, I don't think he's particularly 
rode his best season, but I've, for pretty much his first year, I feel he has pretty much settled in, really. Um, kind of, he's gone kind of almost like Norick last year for me. Um, in the sense of, it took him a bit to get going, and now he just seems to be a, a bit better than he was at the start. Uh, again, another dangerous thing for, for the Aces to contend with. So as we move to the other side of the pits and the current league champions in Bellevue, um, it's you could say Bellevue have peaked a bit. Um, but the, the trouble they've had compared to the other teams is they have never really got much into a groove um, due to the kind of the fixtures where it feels like they'll ride a cluster of fixtures and then nothing for almost a month to then riding a couple of fixtures, nothing for a few weeks, and then another cluster of fixtures it's it's one of the problems in the top flight, especially having kind of less teams. And as we know now, we will be two more teams light, with sadly the demise of the Peterborough Panthers and the Wolverhampton Wolves. Hopefully, for the case of Wolves, the one year, um, because those at Monmore who think they know best uh, have decided that Speedway is not going to be there um, and I think it's going to turn out to be the worst decision that they've ever made and will prove why they are not the best business people um, but I digress um, so looking, looking at it now I mean, things haven't gone particularly well. Um, I feel in the lead up to this, and I think this is probably going to be the, the biggest understatement of the, of the year. Um, and that's kind of coincided, obviously, with Charles Wright crashing out in Poland last weekend. Uh, as he rode in his first meeting over there in Poland, during their league playoffs, um, as he suffered a, a terrible crash. Uh, I think it was for Rocklaw. Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Polish Speedway. I don't have any interest in it. Uh, I know a lot of people do. Uh, probably near enough everyone that listens to this probably has an interest in it. I personally don't, um, but with that said, um, I mean, the, the injuries he suffered included um, multiple vertebrae and ribbon, uh, rib fractures, uh, neck, chest and arm damage, uh, and then a couple of days ago, 
you had a red card ban who I believe I think it was Claire James. Oh, it could be the other way around. My apologies to her. Uh, she set up a GoFundMe page to help Charles write out with kind of with the family and everything that's going to cost him because it's going to be quite a lot. Um, so the target was set at two grand, but of course, British Speedway fans being what they are, uh, it saw some incredible support and saw the fans raising not just two grand, but as of 4.20pm on Friday, it stands at £2,110. Just shows the incredible support of British Speedway fans. But with that said, we do have a semi-final, and it is the Bellevue Aces against the Ipswich Witches. Um, obviously, losing Charles will be a massive miss uh, for the Aces, especially as kind of in his two meetings this year down there, he scored eight and one and nine and one, and was a vital rider in the last meeting between the two sides uh, as him and Kurtz helped the aces to victory. Um, I mean, looking at his recent scores, and they've been solid sevens, um, seven and three, seven and two, seven and one. Um, so should Mark Lemming go down the rider replacement route, and then he will have, judging from one of the averages, unless they've changed, then it will have the two reserves in Norwich Bloodon and Connor Bailey. Um, plus, you will also be able to have Tom Brennan and Jamin Lidsey. So if we take a look at how they've performed this year down at Foxhall. Uh, Norick, who last year struggled badly, but had a really great semi-final in Ipswich. Uh, this year, he has scored 6-2 and two and 5-2. and two, So he's scored pretty solidly. Um, Tom Brennan, really the best of the lot, in, in fairness. Uh, 11 and 2, and then 6 and 2. Uh, Connor Bailey scored 2 and 1 on his only trip to Ipswich, while Lidsey scored 9 and 1 in the first meeting, and then scored 6 and 3 in the second. But the two big hitters, I think, will be another key factor in this semi-final. Uh, Brady has scored solidly with two nine points uh, in both the first and the second meeting. Um, Dan, for me, is a real worry on smaller tracks. Uh, I don't think he is a B 
big fan of the smaller tracks personally. Uh, I think he much prefers the big, open, wide tracks because uh, he has always done well on the bigger tracks. Um, so his two meetings at Ipswich this year have kind of bought the scores of eight points in one, four points in another. Um, it's just... I think we're going to need them two to really kind of step up a bit more away from home. Um, I, I mean, if the side can all chip in, that's going to be vital. Um, but obviously that first leg at Bellevue's going to set up how the second leg's going to kind of play out a feel. Um, I think if Bellevue can get a I've kind of said they need at least a 12-point advantage uh, to have any hopes. Um, because if they do manage to come away with a 12-point advantage, they do have a kind of a bit to play with, in a sense, uh, trying to defend that lead. Um, but it's, it's going to be a really difficult uh, semi-final. Probably more so than last year, I feel. Um, but up until last weekend, I would have made the Aces just small favourites. Um, obviously, having not ridden kind of together as a as a group, uh, and Ipswich have ridden, I think about three or four meetings. Uh, I think it's like four meetings, maybe five since Bellevue last road. Uh, so they'll be a bit more kind of prepared, shall I say, than, than us. Especially with the uh, KO Cup victory this past week. Um, but I do think the loss of Wright, especially him being a super... I'd say I could be one of the best riders for team riding at least. Um, I think that's a huge miss for us, um, as opposed to a, any of the the other riders. Um, but yeah, it's like confidence of victory does seem to subside by the day over the over the two legs. Um, the worry is losing at home. I think any kind of anything under eight points and the the tie for me is done and dusted for Ipswich. Um I mean people will argue but we've we're unbeaten there in the last three meetings. Um I I can't see us losing oh sorry, I can't see us winning like a fourth straight meeting there. Um, but I just, I just feel that Ipswich have so much going for them and they are so red hot at the moment. Um, to which I, I do think whoever wins this particular semi-final will go on to win the league. Um, 
I mean, if we come out of it with a really good performance over the two legs, that will give us hope. Uh, in the same breath, if Ipswich put in two really good performances, uh, even if the first leg kind of be just narrow the I'd get a small loss or something like that, uh, then I think that's really going to boost their kind of like confidence and everything going forward. Um, I mean, can, can Bellevue win it over the two legs? Of course he can. Uh, can they though? That's that's my, my worry. Um, but if we kind of looking at the playoff historically, in semi-finals, uh, they do tend to go two ways. Um, so, when Bellevue win the first leg, we tend to dominate the semi-finals. Um, we do have a very good record. Uh, so, 2005 is a kind of a, a bit of a one you can discard in a way because it was only a one-off and it was always for the first and second seed. Um, the second time you made the playoffs was 10 years later in 2015 when we faced the Swindon Robins and came away with a 97-79 to 79 victory over the two legs, of course, with two wins. The following year, saw us taking on the Lakeside Hammers and hammering them, no pun intended, as we won 112-69, to 69, winning both legs. Uh, 2017 saw us take on our old foes in Wolverhampton and a controversial semi-final, I suppose you could say, uh, involving Lindgren and Bier. Uh, in the meeting that saw Lingram, I think it was breaking, I think it was his ankle or his arm. I can't remember too much. Um, Wolves edged by one point, winning the tie 90 to 89. Uh, having saw the aces really not turn up for the first leg. Um, 2018, the same. Did not turn up in the first leg, and Kings Lynn took victory with 103 to 77. 2021, um, we somehow beat Sheffield, uh, and then the second leg kind of confirmed that, uh, winning 98 82, to which I don't particularly feel we should have been in the final that year. Uh, we were not the best team. Um, that's probably it's probably the worst team we've had that made a grand final. Um, in in my particular opinion, but hey ho. Uh, and then last year, obviously, we faced Ipswich, won both legs, uh, taking the tie one hundred and seven to as seventy three. And so really looking at those stats, if we don't put in a good performance in the first leg, 
Um, then I think it's almost certain that Ipswich will take this semi-final. Um, but hopefully it will produce some good speedway. Uh, weather was, well, the last time I looked, it wasn't particularly looking very good for Monday night. Uh, and it's still not looking good for Monday night uh, with rain forecast. So might not be actually running on Monday. So we might still have the second leg. But that said, uh, that is pretty much it for this episode. I've managed to squeeze it in under 35 minutes, which is quite a, a good job for me. But thank you for taking the time. But thank you for taking the time to listen to this little podcast of sorts. Um, hopefully we will look to do a review of Across the Two Legs for the semi-finals with hopes of maybe doing the Premiership Grand Final. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, but hopefully it will be two great meetings for both sets of fans. But for now, thank you for listening and I'll be honest. Oh, they're going to stay on the bike just a moment and here comes Flint on the outside. Hold it, hold it again. We can't believe what we're seeing here. Lead champions, what a performance by the team. But the Bellevue Aces are there. What a night of Speedway, what a championship, and many congratulations to the Bellevue Aces. The 2022 Premiership is theirs.